Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. And we are Two Average Guys. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, I know it's been it's been a couple weeks. Um, I had my, had my surgery last week, so I uh, wasn't, wasn't really able to, wasn't quite ready to, to get going last week. So I'm um, definitely glad to be back uh, healthy and ready to get going. Um, so college football, it's back. Yes, it's officially Couple back. Games on yesterday. It's officially back. So uh, pretty exciting. Um, I mean, not a ton to be so excited about yesterday. I mean, there's a couple no, games. It wasn't, but it's um, kind of a tease, actually. Yeah, I mean, if if you're excited about, um, you know, you're excited about New Mexico State and uh, right. Wyoming. Well, there wasn't really a whole lot there, so um, that wasn't really extremely exciting, but. Um, you know, Wyoming is one of those teams that, you know, we had uh, Craig Bull, the coach, uh, used to be at Nebraska, and yeah. so it's always good and to see him succeed. You know, they were showing some things last night that, you know, quarterbacks under him, Carson Wentz, he was the number two overall pick. Josh Allen was the number seven overall pick as quarterbacks. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to watch uh, just to be able to get back in the in the zone and get back into the mode of college football's back. Um, a game ends and you just flip over to another one? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I was going back and forth between games. And, um, you know, even the, the James Madison – or the Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State. Uh, Jacksonville State game. So <laughs> – That fat kicker. Oh, my God. <laughs> that kicker was huge. I mean, if you guys watched it, the kicker is probably about – uh, 250. He's got this big <laughs> belly. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. He missed like a 52 yarder and then he missed one a little bit. He got bit. blocked. The Not the 52 yarder, the other no, one got the, blocked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's back though, and we're excited about it. Um, Going to be a pretty good time this year. We got a lot of new things to be excited about. A lot of new coaches. Um, a lot of new coaches here in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along, but. Uh, want to start off the show by by making an announcement um, for any of you on to average guys that follow Cornhusker Nation on Facebook. Um, we're actually going to be partnering and doing kind of like a merger uh, with Cornhusker Nation. So um, it's it's a good thing. I, I think you know we get some fans from Cornhusker Nation liking to average guys, um, and they've they've really done a good job of promoting to average guys for us. Yeah, so uh, we're excited to be be admins on their page and be able to uh, kind of expand uh, expand what we currently do uh, or expand the amount of people that we can reach. So I mean that's the biggest thing they provide for us is just that outreach getting more people involved getting more people watching um you know we provide the podcast we provide the um uh, the live video and then we also provide a twitter page so um we're going to be able to expand cornhusker nation and they're going to be help to average guys expand so still got some details to figure out on how that merge is going to work um so we'll get some details going on this week uh try to figure out how we want to do that what's the best way to do it uh two average guys is not going anywhere uh we'll just be a part of cornhusker nation so um pretty exciting you know we talk about all college football not just nebraska so mm-hmm. We gotta figure things. Yeah, so we'll we'll be able to we'll be able to get the Husker fans and and hopefully get some good uh, conversation around college football in general and um, like we normally do on Two Average Guys. So very excited. Um, so more to come on that. So stay tuned this week because next week we we plan on broadcasting from the Cornhusker Nation Facebook page. Um, so that'll be a little bit different. So once again, more details to come next week or during the week prior to Sunday next week when we go live again. So. Um, 
Once again, very excited. College football's back. Um, we have a lot of games this next weekend. Um, some big games, some not so big games. Some on paper at this point in time, big games, but when it comes down to it, <laughs> at the end of the season, you look back and it wasn't necessarily a big game. But at this particular time, it's a big game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so let's start off. Um, you know, we, we were going to start off by going in kind of an order on Thursday games, going through uh, Monday because there is a game on Labor Day as well. But instead, you know, let's talk about the Huskers. So, okay. um, Huskers play Akron on on Saturday. Obviously, no no, uh, no big game there necessarily, but it is a big game for Corn Husker fans because we have Scott Frost coaching his first game back in Nebraska. We have Adrian Martinez, a true freshman, a true freshman that just got announced has, today. There's never been a true freshman quarterback start for Nebraska. N- never a starter. Now, yes, we have true freshman play, um, right, but, but never never tournament. starting the season. So, And, sorry, if real quick, I do have a puppy upstairs, so if you do hear some <laughs> whining... I'm sorry about that. It's not Jimmy whining. It's it's the puppy. Um, but really, some some big notable things to take to take a look at for Nebraska this year. Um, obviously, Frost and his staff. I mean, they've gotten the players in shape and really oh, yeah. beaten in the weight room. I think they said it combined like what 800 pounds have been like oh, 790 yes. pounds has been gained yeah. in the off season for the Huskers. But at the same time, some of the players like Divina Zigbo has yeah. maybe cut some weight. He cut weight. Uh, so, yeah, he cut weight in order to get faster. So They're doing the right things. They're doing a lot of good things with the players to get them healthy, to get them ready to go for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's extremely exciting just because you have what we had the last three years. To know what they've done in the offseason for these, for these players and for the fans, to get fans as excited as they are, I mean, Riley and his staff never did that. You yeah. never you never heard about what the weight room how the weight room was going, which you know all college football teams typically do that nowadays. Maybe they didn't feel it was necessary, but at the same time, you see stats put up like that by the guys lifting weights. Uh, you see um, uh, Stoltenberg out there and Farner. Right. You see all these guys that are just getting jacked in the weight room and getting getting fit and ready to go for the season. That's exciting for any fans out there. Well, and with right. You know, with Riley and Steph, I just I think when they came in, they it's hard. The fan base is tough. Yep. And so they We're tough. they they wanted to be, you know, <clears throat> they wanted to come in and keep Tommy Armstrong as the starting quarterback because they wanted to keep the locker room. Yeah. You know, but what they probably should have done is they probably should have gone after a JUCO transfer quarterback that fit their style. Yeah. And because right off the you know, and. They they tried to accommodate, which I understand, but in the long scheme of things, this is your team, this you know, you're yep. the coach, you need to get players that incorporate your system. Yeah, and, and they, the good we haven't done that for the last and, few and, years. The, and the good news is now we have a staff who um, obviously had a lot of experience uh, with UCF and with Scott Frost in getting them back on track to a quality football program that's gonna win games. If they're not winning, you know that they're trying hard on every single down and they're not getting winded by the fourth quarter. And that's yeah. one that's one thing that we've seen in the in the last few years is our guys are tired by the time the third and fourth quarter hit. They're exhausted. But now with this new strength conditioning program, they're eating healthier, they're lifting weights. I, I think the conditioning is going to be better to where, hey, we're ready to go in that fourth quarter. Hey, it's a close game. Even whether if we're we winning don't or losing. win the game, we're in the game. We're, we're in the game. We're not giving up. Um, and I think that's what I'm most excited Me about too. is just we're going to have our guys 
not giving up on any given game, no matter who we're playing. And well, and when you can score very quick, you can come back. Oh, Even yeah. if you're down by, you know, three touchdowns, you can come back. Yeah, and I, I think this coaching staff instills that confidence in the guys. Um, we, we've heard a lot of them talk about the way Coach Frost approaches the game um, and the way that the other coaches approach the game is, yeah, they're having fun with us, but they make sure that we know what to do, when we need to do it, how we need to do it. Um, and and that's, that's the most important thing for this coaching staff is they're like, we're never going to yell at a guy. We might talk to him sternly, but we're never going to yell at them if they do something wrong. That's when we need to teach them and coach them to get to where they need to be. Well, and some eye-opening exp- uh, conversations that were had during Big Ten Media Days where you know Frost didn't realize how far these guys were you know, out of shape or, you know, at practices, they'd go do a rep and then go sit and wait for 10 minutes to do something. <laughs> That's not how it is. They're they're constantly moving at practice. If you're not, you know, if you're not in on a play, you're doing something, you're, you know, focusing on this so you learn, not just standing around waiting your turn. Yeah, and we have... We got a lot of seniors on the team this year that are looking to kind of go out, go out with the Right, bag. and they, they want to be the first step of what hopefully Frost can, yeah. can well, do and, for us. And they don't want to just they, – they, they want to be that first step, but they also don't want to be the ones that are just starting it. They yeah. want it to be now. Yeah. Well, and, and that's good to T- hear. Tanner Farmer said that. You know, he's like, we are – this is not a rebuilding year. Anybody who thinks this is a rebuilding year can leave now because we're not, we're not rebuilding. We're building on something that we already had, but now we have – the coaching staff to get us to well, the next and level. There are guys that are still leaving. I mean, there was guys yeah. this last week that left. Yeah. Well, we see all the right on the wall. They're not going to play. Yeah. Well, not only that, we had guys leave as towards the beginning of uh, when Frost and his staff got there because guess what? Nick they're not, Gates. Nick Gates. Yeah. He so he left because, and I think everyone knows he wasn't willing to put in the work. Yeah. Um, and he saw what this coaching staff was going to make him do, uh, from the workouts to the weight room to the conditioning and. He didn't want to be a part of that, and I think no one's really surprised by that. So uh, you can tell by his effort on the field. So uh, we do have a lot of great guys to look forward to this year. Obviously, with freshman quarterback, true freshman quarterback Martinez, he's got the legs, he's got the feet to move around the field, yeah. and he's got a good arm. And it's going to be a learning experience. I mean, there's going to be some struggles, I'm sure. Yeah, there'll but, be some struggles on Saturday. But knowing that we have Tristan Jebbia right behind him. If we need to call, if we have to do a passing play, and it's not confident, and maybe we're not as confident in Adrian Martinez to run that play, we got Tristan Jebbia who can go in there and hopefully run that play. I think we're going to see not a dual quarterback system, but I think we're going to see two quarterbacks be being played this year. Is it nerdy of me to say that I've rewatched some of these UCF games from last year <laughs> to watch Mackenzie Milton, and I can see Adrian Martinez and him if he can get to that level yeah he'd be unbelievable yeah oh and what's nice is you're starting him off as a freshman so hey both him right. and jebbia have a lot of room to grow still obviously we haven't they haven't seen a snap in a college football game so right they, they've seen obviously practices scrimmages and one thing i like about what the huskers have been doing in the practices is is even scott frost has said you know we'll have our defense is coming hard like they are they'll 
throw everything at us and then they'll kind of back off a little bit and then they'll throw everything at us again so they're not just letting the offense do their thing the defense is playing as right. if it's a real game and so they're challenging the offense which is obviously really good when you got two quarterbacks who've never seen a snap in college football to see that challenge to see the blitz packages to be able to see when they drop back into a different formation on defense and trying to read where the linebacker is going where the corner is going where the safety is going on the safety blitzes so they're throwing different things at them to keep them on their feet and learn in practice. They're not just going through the motions. So, like you said, I'm glad that this quarterback race came this far. And, I mean, I had personally wanted Adrian Martinez to win this job. I thought that they would give it to Jebbia. Just he's been, you know, he has a little bit more experience. He's been in college for a year. Yeah. You know, more than than Adrian. So I thought that he might win it and that they both might play and eventually Adrian Martinez would play the majority of the season. Um, but like you had said, I'm glad that this made it this far. And I know some people will say, well, they just, you know, had it a quarterback battle this long so someone wouldn't transfer. And that's <laughs> very, you know, that's, that is, that is what happens. Yeah. Cause teams don't want well, players to leave. And yeah, Depending on how this shakes out, if Adrian Martinez does win this job, plays most of the season or all of the season, and then does moving forward, I could see potentially maybe a transfer from yeah. some, or even vice versa. You know, there could be from somebody, but I feel like, you know, Jebby came in, you know, as Riley's guy. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, and, and I know he's a really hard worker. Goes or comes in early, stays late type of guy. Yeah. Busts his ass. Well, and and Jebbia's dad last year uh, and the whole Mike Riley fiasco of are they going to fire him or not? His dad was like, if they fire Mike Riley, right? Know, I remember this. They can't fire Mike Riley because he recruited my son. That's the only reason why he went there was Mike Riley. If Mike Riley him. leaves, if then, he leaves, Jebbia might then leave. Tristan will leave. But. So he kept him there. So I'm I'm assuming Frost had a conversation with. The quarterback's dads. I can't imagine why he wouldn't to keep right. Jebbia there. But we also have we also have Andrew Bunch, who right. is no joke of a quarterback. And he's he has more college experience than the other guys do. He does, and so he is not one of those guys that um, I don't. Once again, I don't think he's going to sit on the sideline the entire I, year. I think all three of those guys could pr- potentially play on Saturday. Yeah, I, I mean, I, two of them will play for sure. Yeah. I think in the fir- in the first couple game, first few games, you might see more than one quarterback play. Um, because you want to get them all experienced. Because guess what? If Martinez gets hurt, hey, we got to have the next right, guy up. Right. And if Jebby gets hurt, guess what? Bunch, you're in. I, I just I think Frost is going to be very creative with our quarterback situation, which is exciting. Right. Uh, but congrats to Adrian Martinez. Um, obviously, well deserved from your your uh, the work that you've put in in the summer and the fall. Um, I think after seeing the spring game, everyone was pretty excited to see is he going to win the job, and if he does. We're excited about it because he did he did really well. It's just it's a, it's so different when you have a guy that can can run and run like he can. Oh yeah, that makes such a difference in college football. Oh absolutely. So yeah, it is exciting. Excited. So quarterback, very excited about that. Now running back, that's a crazy story because we have ext- we have a lot of depth at running back. Right now, unfortunately, we did lose Trey Bryant um, yeah, this shout, past week. Shout out to Trey Bryant. You know, um, you know, best of luck to him. Unfortunately. Uh, his knees just weren't holding up, and even Frost said, "You know, he would come and tell me I'm I'm going home. I can't sleep at night because my knees are hurting that bad." So you know, you yeah, got you tough, got some man. of that. Once again, you know, college football, you get a lot of really good athletic trainers. You get a lot of good strength and conditioning. Um, 
you know, and, and he wasn't, he was used, you know, last year as well. I mean, he's been around the game for a while, but even he had some injuries and some struggles last yeah. year too. And I just think, you know, it, your knees are nothing to mess around with because well, you only got two of them. And I you, heard, but <laughs> I remember when he got hurt last year and it was like, is he going to come back? I remember somebody, yeah. somebody saying that they had heard he basically had like 50-year-old knees. Mm. That's how bad they were. But you wouldn't guess and on the field when he ran the ball. No, because he's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that was tough. I mean, I feel for him because I don't know necessarily where he was at in the depth chart. Yeah. Um, and maybe he was a little bit down just because of maybe injuries and or potential injuries. But uh, yeah, but I mean, we, he's, great, he's great gonna husker. he's gonna be missed. We've loved him as a Husker. Um, he'll always be a Husker. Yeah. Wish him the best of luck uh, with his knees. But we do have plenty of guys that are gonna be able to run the ball. Right. Uh, sure. We have obviously we have a Zigbo and Wilbon who are uh, who are yeah, in the last year. There hasn't been much talk about Wilbon. There really hasn't uh, been a whole lot of talk about a Zigbo to be honest. There, there actually, I listen. It's, it's I, picked, I listen to sports radio oh, every yeah. day. So but it's, it's picked I up really a little guess. bit, but a lot of the talk has been around Greg uh, Bell, Greg and, Bell Maurice and Maurice Washington, which is great. And I think those two guys are gonna be fantastic. But uh, a Zigbo, I think a Zigbo has. Busted his ass pretty good, so that he wants to play senior. Yeah. Well, you mentioned um, he cut weight too. Well, and last year going into the season, there was Wilbon, um, Trey Bryant, and Azigbo, yep. and the coaches were kind of like, "We're waiting for one of them to like say, hey, this is my job,' yeah. and take over." Yeah. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That they said, and no. then the first game started, and Trey Bryant blew everybody out of the water. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, and I think Azigbo kind of established himself because of the, his size as um uh who am i thinking of uh not a monte cross yeah I'm yeah cross. he's kind of like a monte cross where hey if you put me down in the trenches i'm gonna bust through guys right and that's what a monte cross was when he was a husker well a zigbo doesn't want to be that guy i think a zigbo has a plenty of speed and he's got strength and size and i, I think if cutting weight and probably increasing his speed is going to help him get around the edges and be able to bust through guys at the same time. I'm excited for a Zigbo. I've, well, I've liked the Zigbo since day one. Again, back to my nerdiness, I <laughs> rewatch games because you can go to YouTube and watch a mm-hmm. Nebraska Oregon and from 2016 and yeah. in 45 minutes. So you watch that game, and the Zigbo played a lot in that game, and he was awesome. Yeah. And if he's you know a little faster than that, I know that with Frost and everybody. Frost's offense, they're going to be extremely up-tempo. And we're going to so, need all four guys. We're, yeah, and they've even said, uh, Walters that, uh, mm-hmm. said this week that, you know, we we don't really have, like, you know, ones going with ones because throughout the game, we're going to have all kinds of guys coming in. Yeah. So twos are going with ones and threes are going with ones and whatever because yeah they're going to be shuffling guys in and that's great yeah and if you, know, you can get two of them on the field at the same time that's even better yeah i mean and with with wilbon i mean we've seen some great plays from wilbon some great runs but we've also seen some some fumbles some turnovers some not so good runs from wilbon i mean he's kind of up and down so i'm, I'm thinking the coaching staff probably worked a lot with him in the offseason too on getting to where his potential is but right. once again we got four running backs and everything i've heard about maurice washington has been nothing yeah. but this guy's gonna is freaking amazing he's gonna and blow everyone out of the water that's also and same with greg it Bell. was also awesome that we were able to get him in mm-hmm. now especially that we lost so he got to campus late yep. um the fact that he was able to make grades so that he could get in and 
mm-hmm. and then he's yeah he's wowed everybody since he came in so I'm, I'm yeah. sure he's gonna get a chance and then even like even a Jalen Bradley you kind of forget about yeah he got some carries over the last you know last year <laughs> Jalen Bradley <laughs> he uh he was good when he went in. So yeah. well, um, and, and Jalen Bradley was, and there's a couple freshmen too. Jalen Bradley was that hype guy as a freshman, and are we going to pull his redshirt? Are we going to keep? You know, what are we going to do with him? Too bad that we didn't redshirt him. Last yeah, year. but that's fine. But I think I think Bradley's got some experience though. He's got a lot of speed. He he was yeah. the speed guy last year. Um, so I'm I'm excited to and see. And there is two freshmen that they're very excited about too. Yeah. So, so you're talking about a lot of depth at running back. So I yes, we lost Trey Bryant, which it sucks. But it does. we have we have such good depth that I think our run game with the way Frost runs his offense, the way we saw it with UCF last year, the amount of, of potential on the run game is going to be incredible. Um, they asked him about the true eye formation uh, during Big Ten media days. I don't know if anyone saw this, and uh, he kind of laughed a little bit because the fullbacks kind of it's being it's kind of being phased out. Not a lot of teams use the fullback anymore. We do have a fullback. Uh, but not a lot of teams are using it, so um, I don't know. I don't see us using a fullback very much. But yeah, I mean, when you have Les Miles' kid that was a fullback, he transferred because yeah. he wasn't going to play. Yeah, and and I think that's indicative of the way Frost is going to run the offense without a fullback, and that's probably why he transferred. Instead is, of the eh. fullback run game like we used to do, it's more of like a quick hit pass, yeah, quick hit yep. screen, or you know, something like that. Instead of the the fullback run, but yeah, so I, I think I think we're gonna be able to use all of our running backs in some capacity, and when you have a guy as big as as Wilbon um, and as built and as strong as a Zigbo, you can put him in that eye formation uh, and potentially do some some fun plays out of that. So very excited about our run game. Very excited about the quarterback. And I mean, I'm excited about our wide receivers with between Stanley Morgan and JD Spielman. That might be the best. You know, two wide receiver combo in the Big Ten, if not. Um, why not throw in Tajon Lindsey? Well, then you have that I think, too. And I, I've said it, I said it last year, he and I'm, does fit more of a Frost style. He does, and I said it last year. I think there is nobody in the country in college football who has the depth of uh, talent, the depth of talent at running back. And also the depth of talent at wide receiver. I think the problem. Well, go ahead. Sorry. There, there, I don't think there's very many teams that can say we have three or four really good wide receivers like the Huskers can with Lindsey, with Spielman, and with Stanley Morgan. I mean, you're looking at Stanley Morgan and Spielman as two potential guys that can break a lot of records, right? Um, with the right quarterback. Well, and I think I don't necessarily think that Tanley wasn't the right quarterback. It was just. I mean, it, it, yes, it was, but <laughs> Come on. he he also he couldn't move around. So no. and the offensive line in front of him was not good. So you get those guys a little better, which I yep. think we have, and then you have a quarterback that's a little bit that's mobile, and you know hopefully he has worked a little bit on his on his passing game. But you get him out there running around. Like I said, I've watched some of these games from UCF from last year, mm-hmm. and quarterback is moving constantly even on the plays that he ends up throwing the ball he might run quite a bit and then throw a quick short pass that ends up you know 5 10 15 yards whatever so being able to have a mobile quarterback not just to run for yards but to run to get space to make to make a play yeah i mean that's what i mean if you want to make to the next level you got to be able to move and make a play um, and I think that's, that's going to be big for Martinez is 
moving out of the pocket. We didn't have Tanner Lee couldn't move out of the pocket last year, so we have a quarter. We have two quarterbacks now that can not only run but can move out of the pocket and throw the ball on the run and out of the pocket. Um, and tuck it down when you need to. Yeah, and so I, I think that's a, that's a big thing. But for our wide receivers, it's huge. Um, I, I'm really – and honestly, I love Spielman. I love Stanley Morgan. I'm even more excited about Tajon Lindsey this year. Tajon Lindsey makes me think of uh, Jamal Turner. Right. I think Jamal Turner obviously came in as a quarterback. But I think Jamal Turner had so much – promise and so much talent but we didn't use him to his potential and when he got the ball you'd see him run the ball and you'd, you'd see him running with the ball and catching the ball and he was he was awesome i think ty john Lindsay is that guy where we saw a glimpse of what he can do with a bad quarterback for the huskers think what he can do with a solid quarterback that can get it that can hit him on the run and and then can find also spielman and morgan as as your other guy so yes he's the number three on our, as far as wide receiver that people would probably if you put one two three right. but i think he has potential to be just as good as spielman and as stanley morgan just because he's got the hands he's got the speed but we got to have the right quarterback well, to get in the ball and if you go back to some of these games i've been watching a lot of old games lately i watched the 2015 michigan state game stanley morgan was a freshman and when he's catching passes in that game and and it, you know you could see he was going to be great yeah and that's kind of what I think for some of these other young guys right now. Yep, I think I think our young guys have a lot to look up to uh, from the guys that are older, the juniors, the seniors on the team. It, they have taken, I think, that extra step towards that leadership role. Well, sorry, Go to on. be great. So, and congrats to those walk-ons that got scholarships this week. Yeah. Grimers is a wide right. receiver. One of them. I mean, he's going to be catching passes for sure. Yeah, they they have they have, have, them have a wide career? receiver or a tight end this year. I, I well, they say wide receiver, but. He, Kind I mean, of a slot he guy. He could be, yeah, probably yeah. some type of slot position. Yeah, or. but I was excited to see that. Yeah, we had three walk-ons get some get scholarships. Uh, Brandon Reimer, senior, uh, very deserving. You'd see him catch a lot of passes this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, a couple other notables that I put down, uh, Gifford. Uh, Gifford kind of came to his own last year. I mean, he, he was great he was, last he, year. He kind of makes me think of uh, – um, are you talking about Wacompton? No, no, no. Um, went and played for the Eagles. Uh, Nate Gary? Yeah, it kind of makes me think of Nate Gary a little bit. I was That was my first thought. Maybe not quite. Maybe not, not, maybe not as big of a beast as Gary was. And Gary's supposed hitter. to be a starter this year for the Eagles, but we'll see. But, uh, but I think he makes me think of him because I think Gifford, he sniffs out the ball really well. And he, he anticipates where the ball is going to go and where the play is going to go. And he has that instinct and that next-level uh, competition to where he's going to attack when he needs to. And, and I'm excited about him. Senior year. Um, Aaron Williams, senior year. Stoltenberg, senior year. Yeah. Um, uh, you got Diedrich Young. You got um, Freedom. I can't ever say his last name. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can't say it either. <laughs> uh, but Freedom, I mean, that that's a big dude. And then, yeah, um, and then you got Lamar Jackson as well, who uh, a lot of hype around Lamar Jackson on defense they, too. You know, and they say there's so much talent there. They He just they got to work him. And yeah. it's going to take a little bit of time because – he obviously wasn't where he should have been for the last season or two. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think we have just so much potential on defense uh, once again to be to be really good, and I think our, our defense and the way that they're being coached right now, they put on a lot of weight. They're ready to go and ready to kick ass out there, and they're yeah. I mean, it's not going to be Ben don't break, which is yeah. what it was last year. Yeah. 
and no pressure on the quarterback and anything like that. It's, oh yeah, it's it, it, these guys are not going to be, be aggressive. They're not going to be sitting up there at the line going like this, to guys. <laughs> and that's what we saw last year. We saw zero pressure. Our defensive line, you could tell they were not in good shape because all they did when when it came to pressure on the quarterback, they never did any arm swipes. They were just always here. It was hey, we're going to contain and hope the quarterback doesn't run. If he does, we can't catch him anyways. But I mean, we didn't have anything on the defensive line. So I think we're going to see a lot of fun stuff it's from the defense really this year. really tough to watch. Yeah, so it was. I'm excited so, to not watch that anymore. I really want to put the pass behind us, but it just last year hurt so bad. Um, and knowing that we have so much talent on our team, that's why I'm, I'm excited. I know you're excited. And I know Husker fans are excited about Scott Frost. And, and I think you've seen enough media well, around the team this year to get even right. more excited. And I know we've said it before, too, but, you know, that first loss. That first loss is going to come. The second loss is going to come. I hope people don't overreact too much yeah um you know we did sign scott frost to a seven-year contract (laughs) so he you know we want to win just as Mm -hmm. fast as everybody else does but we have a tough schedule this year we have a lot of tough road games we we have the one of the toughest in the country this year and Um, so and the big 10 the big 10 is now i mean i've heard more and more over the last couple weeks is the big 10 is the toughest conference in the country because you look at right. how many teams not only in the west there's but in the four east. teams in the east yeah and and there's teams in the west that all have potential to win the and conference they're saying wisconsin you know wisconsin was preseason fourth ranked yeah that's a playoffs position right there yeah and a lot of people are gonna th- are thinking they're gonna be in the playoffs so and purdue and northwestern are improved <laughs> yeah and I, even minnesota minnesota's improved and they're in year two with so, fleck yeah um so there's a lot and of things Iowa's always there so. there's a lot of things in the big 10 to look forward to this year so uh, i they are i think the best conference you got sec you got two or three teams maybe and the big 10 you got seven teams seven eight teams that all have potential to be great and that, that's exciting for the Big Ten. So um, very exciting for this football season to get started. Uh, it got started last night. A lot of people still say we're a week away, but it really did start. It was week zero. but It was week zero, but week zero was fun to watch. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit was taking a lot of uh, shit on uh, social media, on his Twitter, because he's like, you know, we have some obscure games going on. And people took it, took offense to that, saying, like, what, so we're obscure because we like to watch Colorado State and Hawaii? It's like, well, no, but these are like – these are odd games. Like they're not. You got there wasn't a couple a power FCS teams. teams. Yeah, so they are obscure. Those games. FCS games were pretty. I mean, that one I watched pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You got uh, New Mexico State. Let me talk about them real quick. Their new quarterback Romero. If you guys watched any of the game last night, he was awful. He couldn't hit a wide. <laughs> he he would hit a wide open receiver, but on the bounce. Uh, he needs to play basketball or something to work on his bounce passes because they're pretty good. But um, I just uh, you know it was fun to watch. It was football. Just the fact that it was on. Um, I went to bed early during the Wyoming game just because, honestly, I started to get bored. <laughs> well, just because New Mexico State was that bad, I, I couldn't watch I was watch watching it with a couple people, and one, somebody said, you know, you can definitely tell this is the first week. <laughs> yeah, oh, you <laughs> like, could. Yeah. Well, and then you, if you watch any of the, James Ma- or the Jacksonville State, I keep on saying James Madison. <laughs> James Madison. Because <laughs> they're the Spiders, right? Yeah, no, Richmond is the Spiders. Richmond, that's right. But they played each other, I think, in James, that championship game. No, but. James Madison. No, it was James Madison and North Coast State. Oh, that's okay, okay. been the championship for two years in a row. But I think uh, with Jacksonville State, I mean, you saw some really dumb personal foul penalties. Um, there was that one. There was one where the guy was already out of bounds. And he lowered his head, and went arms head head. back, and went head-to-head. Head. I mean, you're going to get called for targeting. There was also a targeting call in the Wyoming game. I don't know if you remember seeing that. Um, I wasn't watching that. The guy, guy was scrambling out in the backfield. The guy came back to block him from behind. And he led with his shoulder, but the head's connected. 
Okay. Shoulder and head both connected. Well, they ejected him for targeting. I didn't agree with that one. Um, so that's you know, tough, man. If you watched any NFL preseason, which I really their, haven't, I just heard about it. They've had their new helmet rule, and there's been some calls. I'm like, that's actually a good form tackle. Right. That's what I've heard. But that, they're calling. The, so if that's indicative of what's going to happen with college football as well, I don't think it is. I wouldn't be surprised. So I. I just be prepared for some maybe some really bad ejections this year uh, from uh, a targeting standpoint because I, I thought that's the Wyoming tough, one man. wouldn't stand, but it did. That's tough because they said they openly came out and said that that's going to cost guys their jobs in the NFL. Yeah, but that's also going to change games in college football. Oh yeah, because there's going to be a a Bosa or something for. Ohio State. That's fine. That, what, you know, I mean, right, <laughs> Big Bosa can get kicked right, out. Right, but. You know, in a in a big time game, first yeah. quarter, he's gonna get ejected, yeah. and it's gonna change the game. Yep. So yeah, I I think. Uh, anyways, I, those games were fun just to watch uh, you know, as much as I could, just because it was fun to get back in the spirit of college football. And I've been in the spirit for like a couple of months now. Well, me too. Uh, but even more in the spirit. I've been in the spirit started. since December because <laughs> since Frost we got was announced and how bad the team was last Which, year. Which let me remind everybody the. F- well, at least the first person that I know of to break it on uh, any sort of social media platform. I it forgot. Your guys right here. I forgot it was. Because of an inside tip that I got. Uh, this guy. That uh, Frost was coming. Now, maybe I was I was on the seven-year deal, but I thought it was 42 mil. I think I was off a little bit on the price, but either way. I think... Pretty sure it came out from two average guys first, so just I'm going to just say that right now. Yeah, it was something. I think it was... Seven years. I'm 16, pretty proud 42. of that. But anyways, um, let's get in. Let's get into a few different games that are going to happen this weekend. So. All right, yeah, let's get excited. Even though I still will never understand why people decide that they're going to get married on <laughs> Labor Day weekend you, when you got a, you got a wedding. Yeah, my hill is the maid of honor, and <laughs> so I have to. I mean, what am I going to oh, do? Oh man. So uh, I'm going to be on a party bus watching games on my phone. Good. Good for you. Good. So yeah. That's a true college football fan right now there. Now that I got unlimited debt on my phone. <laughs> that's a true college football fan right there. Um, yeah, I mean, playing the game. Uh, yeah, see, I did mine on a Friday night they, during football season. The, we played Ohio State the next day. It was Wisconsin. No, we played Ohio State. I thought it was Wisconsin. You guys nope. went to the game. Nope. Oh, okay. played Ohio right. State the next day because we right. watched it at home. All right. Um, no. Either way. Yeah. That, Don't do yeah, that. it's always well. Nebraska's not playing anybody, and doesn't matter. Iowa's not playing anybody. There's 12 games. My yeah, you only get 12 games. My my neighbors are getting married on September 22nd when we play Michigan, and so I declined. And I'm like, sorry guys, we have a we have another obligation that day. Well, we do. I do at least. My wife yeah. could care less, but I want to watch. And that might be a night game too. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's that's probably going to be a night they're, game. They're they're. It's looking like that's going to be Now, guess what? If it's a 2.30 game, I'm there. I'm going to come to your reception and, and drink your free beer. And, right. But don't, you know, 7 o'clock game is probably going to be against Michigan. So, so sorry. Anyway, sidetrack, so yeah. I'm going to have to there. figure out how I'm going to watch this first Scott Frost game it happens on every my year. phone at a reception. It happens every year. It does. It does. I'm not going to any other weddings um, this, this fall. <laughs> so. Good. Okay, so let's get up. Thursday kicks off. Uh, we got UCF and UConn playing the first game. So, once again, let me remind you, UCF went undefeated last year. They're ranked number 21 this year to start the season. I, yeah, but they, what, they never really ranked them higher than, what, 12 yeah, last they, year? Yeah, they never got the benefit of the doubt last year, even when they did win their Which bowl game. Frost was vocal about. Even when they did beat Auburn. But guess what? 
it's either here or there. UCF. They showed everybody last year that hey, we're we're a good team, and Heupel is now their new coach. Right. So we'll see what Josh Heupel can do coming in, um, and with that program, if he can continue they what still, Frost and his staff yeah, did. I mean, they still have Milton. I don't know what I, kind of system they're going to be running. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if they run the same system, they could be another high power up, offense, up tempo offense. Been seeing them pretty good, which yeah. they probably will. So they play UConn. Um, so can they continue that win streak? Probably against UConn, absolutely. Uh, Um, New Mexico State played yesterday. Um, (laughs) Once again, they were awful. Uh, But New Mexico State plays uh, Minnesota. So the only reason why I put that game on on our games to watch is because Minnesota, their start is first Big Ten They're they're in our division, so... And that's the first Big Ten game? Yeah, first Big Ten game of the year. Uh, it's Thursday night. And you got Minnesota. But once again, Minnesota Minnesota showed some flashes of, of a good yeah, football team. Yeah, what were they, 6-6 six six maybe last year? They and, dominated us. Yeah, in their run game. Their run game was solid. So I think Minnesota is one of those teams that could kind of be one of those silent killers uh, in the West this year. Um, so I'd say watch out for them. But against New Mexico State, it shouldn't be any challenge for them. I think they're going to be able to destroy them pretty easily uh, from what I saw last night. Um, and then we got Northwestern and Purdue. Very excited to watch this game on Thursday. Now, both unranked. But you have two teams, once again, <laughs> two teams in the Big Ten. Purdue showed a lot of promise last year. That's seven wins. They kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, they um, have a good coach. I didn't think Nebraska was going to beat them, but we did. I don't know. Um, we, we probably shouldn't have beat them last but, year. But I think it was the last drive, if I remember. We, or one of the yeah, last drives. We, we scored right again. And winning, but, we scored with like um, 10 seconds left. Yeah. With a couple seconds left. Um, but Northwestern, they got Thorson back, and he's he's apparently healthy. Um, I, Thorson, they he's had, been hurt every year. Who so. was their who is a running back? They've had a running back that for like the last four years, but he, he's yeah. gone. So... But they, I think they do have a couple guys at running back that um, they're they're pretty high on. Yeah, um, well, they I, run the ball a lot. And I think Pat Fitzgerald, he's a good coach. He talks shit about Nebraska all the time, but I think he's still a good coach. No, he's good. And, and I think Thorson is going to instill some of that confidence in the offense because we know what he can do. We know Thorson is dangerous, um, and yeah. he he talked to Big Ten media guys and he was excited just to be, be back on the field I mean Thorson's a good guy you listen to him talk you listen to uh, what yeah. he has to say I mean I think he's a great quarterback he's a good person and I think I wish him success I just hope he doesn't have too much success <laughs> but that, that should yeah, be a fun game um, that should be a real fun game I, I mean I don't know who I necessarily want to win that game um, I, I'm gonna I think Purdue's gonna win that game I, I okay. think I think they're I'll gonna take Northwest I think they're gonna pick up on their success from last year um, yeah. It was only seven wins, yes, but from a Purdue team that was really shitty prior to that, I think Purdue has, uh, yeah, has a good shot of making some noise. But I think it depends on Thorson. Th- Thursday night game, that's probably, I hope, on ESPN or something. Yep, so I, think, I think that's a 7 o'clock game, if I remember correct, 6 or 7. I'll be watching, I'll be watching um, that. Friday, uh, Friday, we got San Diego State playing at number 13, Stanford. Now, Stanford is... Has Bryce Love. Stanford's got Bryce Love. Um they had they did pretty decent last year. They lost some games they probably shouldn't have lost, including San Diego State. They lost twenty to seventeen at San Diego State last year. So I think I, was good. And I'm pretty sure it was the third game of the season. So it's not like they didn't. It's not was that the first? Was that game. like a, a Thursday or Friday night game? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah that, I think it was a Thursday sense. or Friday. So they lost their their third game of the season to San Diego State, which was kind of a a big thorn in the side for Stanford moving forward. That really took which, them out of the chance to even right. Play but for then I think the they were I think they were pretty good in conference after that. Yeah, they were. So, they, they really so after that game they really picked it up. I'm pretty sure they were nine and nine and three or ten and two on the season. Um, so they had a, they had a good season. Um, 
Um, but that loss to San Diego State really killed them and killed their chances to make uh, the title game. Um, so that should be a game to watch out for. Yeah. San Diego State's still good. Um, Stanford still has Bryce Love. so And that, that's what San Diego State was able to do last year because I remember watching the game is they were able to stop Bryce Love. I mean, obviously they only put 17 points. So they were able to do a good job yeah. on defense. So we'll see what happens this year. First game of the season, Stanford's going to be out for revenge. It's also at Stanford. Right. And so I, between those two teams, I couldn't tell you who yeah. lost seniors or <laughs> no, whatever. So. I, I'd, I'd still bet on Stanford winning that game. But um, we're going to come back to the 11 o'clock game, Oregon State and Ohio State. We'll talk about that in a little bit because we're not okay. going to talk more about just the game. Okay. Uh, I promised everyone we would. Um, we got FAU, uh, Fort Atlantic playing at Oklahoma at 11 o'clock as well, number I, seven. I still think that's sneaky good because it's going to be Kyler Murray's first game, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the quarterback and offensive situa- you know, player personnel situation that they have at Florida Atlantic, but they were pretty good last year, 9-3 and three season, won their conference. Um, they could, if they can get... A lead early, that game could be interesting. But I, I think it could be. I think interesting. they have Oklahoma favored by like twenty some points. Yeah, I mean you got you got Lincoln Riley and Lane Kiffin squaring off, so a lot of hype around Lane Kiffin and what he did last year, and a lot of things we heard in the off season about Lane Kiffin is if another Power Five team opens up a job for head coaching, they're going to go after Lane Kiffin. Let me stop you right there. It's a bad idea. We saw what he did at Tennessee. We saw what he did at USC. He's not a head coach. Now the guy might be able to coach an offense, and he's been fine at FAU, but it's right. FAU. I mean, yeah, they're in the Sun Belt or whatever it is, and at Florida Atlantic and Boca Raton, Florida, the campus is on the beach. I mean, it's probably pretty, de- I mean, pretty easy to recruit. Yeah, down there. Oh yeah. So well, and yeah, so that that could be a sneaky good game. You just never, I mean Baker Mayfield's gone now. Obviously he was a good quarterback. You got uh, Kyler Murray. A lot of hype around him and his potential to be good. He transferred even though he's only going to play for one year because he's going to go to Major League Baseball. Exactly, which is uh, good for him. Yeah, but that's uh, going to so, the A's. It's so weird, and the A's are good too. A's but good. <laughs> uh, it's weird because I mean they're allowing him to play. A year of football, yeah. which is definitely more dangerous than playing That's baseball. Way more dangerous. Like he could. And he's a quarterback. First, first play quarterback. of the game, he could get knocked out. Yeah, he's a quarterback. Um, but I think you can get a concussion and she'll go play baseball. You're probably fine. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, but that could be a sneaky good game. Um, so Pooty just asked uh, about Heisman predictions. We'll get to that. I thought you were working. <laughs> well, we'll get to some of the Heisman predictions here in a minute because uh, there's a lot of hype around preseason Heisman predictions right now, um, and definitely with uh, uh, West Virginia quarterback and wide receiver um, and wide receiver. So we'll get to that here in a little bit as well. Um, we didn't write anything down, but we'll get to it. Uh, Texas at Maryland, so number twenty-three Texas. So Texas is one of the teams last year where I thought they would turn it around because I watched a couple games, and as much as I hate to say it, they look like they are getting to where Texas used to be at, but slowly. Um, they lost to Maryland last year. They gave up fifty-one points to Maryland that, at home. At home, so that was huge. Now they're going Man. to Maryland, but Maryland's got their own issues. You got yeah, I mean, strength and conditioning coach and defense and guys um, being fired and resigning, and then you got Durkin that is now how is he's he been not fired? suspended. How is he not fired? We haven't heard anything on that investigation just because everything going on with Ohio State and Urban Meyer. But yeah, I mean, if the Ohio State thing wasn't going on, to be real honest, Ohio State is a you know premier program, so that's going to take 
precedent yeah. over over Maryland and over Maryland. But if that wasn't going on, I mean, this Maryland issue is you get is really bad. You got domestic violence and you got a kid who died. I mean, neither one is a great. <laughs> neither, neither one, one of is us great, great. especially for the Big Ten. The fact that it's Ohio State, it's going to yeah. trump it every time. But but so you got you got Maryland scored fifty one points on them last year. Obviously, Texas is out for revenge. And Texas is a front runner for the Big Twelve this year. They are, even though they struggled between last year. Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas. Uh, I think they're the three. And Texas, I, maybe Oklahoma State. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, so then we got Washington and Auburn. Now this game, this game should have a lot of attention on it because everything. If you if you guys pay attention to who people are thinking could have that potential to. Be in the playoff. Washington, Washington and Auburn are both up there with potential for the SEC and the Pac-12. Now they're saying Washington is the only chance for the Pac-12 to get into a playoff spot this year. It's right. Washington, and I think it's because you know USC lost Sam Darnold, um, Stanford. I mean, they have Stanford, Bryce Love, but that's all they got, really. Yeah, for star guys. The, Utah's always pretty good. Yeah, but as far as Pac-12 chances. It is Washington. Yeah. And I mean, it, all that I'm hearing is, you know, if Auburn wins, and if it's close, maybe maybe it's different. Maybe. But even if Washington then goes and wins. Runs the table. Runs the table. Yeah. Um, you know, Auburn could have a couple losses. Yeah. So that might not, that might be a bad loss. It eventually become a bad loss. But yeah. Stidham's a senior for Auburn this year. I think Auburn is going to be pretty good. Jake Browning's a senior for Washington. He's um, been good. He's been good. So I, you got two quarterbacks going head to head that I think are are going to be first round picks in in the NFL draft this next year. They'll be <laughs> some of the top. I think this game this game is going to be exciting that. to watch. I mean, Washington um, uh, Peterson has really got Washington to be an elite program in the Pac-12 and it's no longer they were in the playoff two years ago it's no longer Oregon and Stanford kind of running the, the Pac-12 Washington has established itself as one of the best teams UCLA has a long ways to go still um, yeah. so I, I think Washington yes I think they're the only chance um, Stanford I think has a sneaky chance but I just I don't know what else they have besides Bryce Love and that's going to well, be the question and with some of these teams you know Stanford and USC play week two. Yeah. You don't have a, uh, you know, a couple weeks to, to get yeah. some experience under your belt. You you got to play these games right away, yeah. and you got to win yeah. well, if you and, really want a chance. And over the last couple of years, one thing that we've seen with Stanford that kind of make me think of Notre Dame is they lose games they shouldn't lose. Right. They they always lose at least one game. It's like what the hell? Like we lost to San Diego State. Like how did we right. lose that game? And, and Notre, Notre Dame lost to Boston College. The, it's I mean, kind of the opposite. Sta- I feel like Stanford usually loses early. Yeah. And then, you know, they have a great run after that, whereas Notre Dame, I feel like they'll lose later. Yeah, mid to late in the season. Yeah. Maybe a game that they, they're hyped to win that game, and they, they come up short. But, yeah, so I, I just think Stanford, Washington, it's going to be one of those two. I don't think USC has a chance. I think it's going to be one of those two if the so Pac-12 that, gets yep, in. So so that game's circling huge. back, that Auburn-Washington game is huge. I'm very excited about it. I hope it comes down to the last possession. And that's your 2.30 game. I believe that's on ABC so on Saturday. So I will be watching that more than likely on a bus. There you go. Um, at least you'll be drinking. Um, and then Free. Then free, yes. And then we got, uh, I'd say, probably even a bigger game for the season is going to be number 14 Michigan playing at Notre Dame in South Bend. Uh, touchdown Jesus. This is going to be... 
Michigan is once again they are hyped to be a Big Ten champ. They are hyped to be fantastic. Their defense, just a like lot they have been every talk. year with Jim Harbaugh, and it's they're they're what one in one. How, how many years has he been there now? I think it's his fourth year. I think. Yeah, they're one and five against yeah Michigan State and Ohio, and Ohio State. State. So here, zero and three against Ohio State and one and two against Michigan. State. So here, here's what here's the, I think that's going to be the biggest difference. As much as I don't like Michigan, the biggest difference is going to be the transfer Shea Patterson from Ole Miss. Right now, that doesn't mean anything to me. He hasn't played, but the transfer from Ole Miss coming to Michigan, uh, he's a quarterback. They don't typically have a quarterback that's decent. They rely on their defense to win them games. They don't put up a lot of points. So, I feel like they usually do hype a quarterback, and then he ends up not being very good. And that's exactly what they do. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what their Shea defense Patterson is always awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but but once again, yes, defense wins championships. Okay, we know that, but you gotta be able to put up points too. Talk so to the '09 Huskers about that. <laughs> we had like the best defense ever, but the offense was. Garbage. Yes. So yes, you you can you have to have a great defense, but you gotta be able to put up points, and that's where Michigan has failed over the last three four years under Harbaugh, is they cannot put up points, and so it'll be interesting to see what Shea Patterson can do. Also, you gotta have supporting cast. You gotta have the running backs and the wide receivers that can be the guys to go to well, to get you points. And you know, for that particular game, Notre Dame is a team that scores. Long, quick touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They, they score eighty-yard rushing they, touchdowns. They on score eighty-yard passing touchdowns. So if they do that early on, and Michigan's in a hole that they got to score, they're screwed. I mean, that might be pretty tough. They're screwed. Um, well, and you got you got senior uh, Brandon Wimbush at the helm. Is he a senior? I believe so. Okay. Yep, he's a senior. I'm sure Pudi will yep. tell you, but he is. He's a senior. Um, so and I wrote it down, so I okay. wouldn't mess that up because Pudi always fact checks me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but Wimbush, a senior, he's looking to go out of the bang. He got hurt last year. Um, he's he's looking to have a good senior season to go out on. Well, and you know they lost two offensive linemen that were you know first round draft picks, they lost and a couple they backs. lost Josh Adams, who was their starting running back, who yep. I know had a couple injuries last year. Yep. Um, but they, yeah, they have that wide receiver who uh, Boykin, Miles Boykin, their senior wide. Receiver. Was that the one? There was one that came in in the. Well, no, I guess that was a. They had a different quarterback come in in the bowl game against yeah, LSU. Yeah, but but Miles, well. they got Miles Boykin as well. I think those two need to kind of lead that offense to to be successful. But you got Wimbush. We know he's good. We we've seen him play. We know he can sling the ball. We know they can score fast. If they if they want to, like you said, beat Michigan, they can't slowly move up the field. They're not going to be successful that way. They have to strike quick. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's kind of how they five, six, seven operate. plays downfield to score. If they if they get fourteen to twenty points, I think they win the game. Because Notre Dame's defense think, is good. I think uh well and you know I think last year we said that we thought it'd be a low scoring game between Notre Dame and Michigan State and Notre Dame blew them out of the water. So um I still think it's a low-scoring game, but uh, hopefully the Big Ten comes out on top. <laughs> I said, I th- here, here's, here's my guess, though. If Notre Dame scores 20, 20 or more points, Notre Dame wins. I just unless it could be like Shea, a unless, 2017 game. But I also don't know anything about Shea Patterson, so that's going to be the question on Michigan's offense. So that that game on uh, Saturday night, very intriguing. I, I, it's, I was the same time. Is that the same time game. as the Nebraska game and I'm be a wide reception? Like what? But I'll be. Do? 
I'll be trying to keep up. And, and Ryan, thank God, he's uh, he's the guy to kind of whisper in my ear what's going on with Notre Dame. So I'll be able to update as Hopefully we go. Hopefully there's some TVs at the reception, but I doubt it. Where's the reception at? Is that a hotel? No. Do you know that big red barn on State oh, Street? Oh, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> God, that sucks. Some <laughs> have to be. I'll get on you. Don't worry. All right. All right, man, let's look at Sunday. We got some games on Sunday. We got Miami and LSU. Um, I don't know. I just... A lot of people thought Miami was a pretender last year. They kind of showed towards the end of the season that maybe we aren't as great as what we thought we were. So year kind of struggled. Down yeah, the end. there was. Um, they replaced him in one of the games. One one thing I do like they do on the on the local radio is they they kind of do like top twenty five teams, and they each day they do a, a different team starting mm-hmm. from twenty five down to one. When they got to Miami, um, I didn't realize like. The last few games that Miami did end up losing, Rozier was like under fifty percent passing, yeah. uh, and I know he's more of a runner to begin with, but their run game wasn't really that strong. Yeah, and so and it I, was. I don't know if that was just he couldn't, he didn't have the stamina. The I don't endurance. know if they had some injuries, you know, in maybe offensive line or what the the issue might have been, but uh, yeah, they. Especially because, you know, when Miami and Notre Dame played last year, Notre Dame was undefeated on the path to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Looked like they were going to probably make it. And then Miami beat them down. They did. And I was like, oh, Miami might actually, you know. They, they, they made a statement in that game. And then, then people started to question Notre Dame. Well, were they really as good as people thought they were? Um, right, because why wouldn't you? Yeah, and yes, Notre Dame was good. But people at that point thought Miami was a pretender. And then they beat down Notre Dame was undefeated. So you got those different things that come in. That that's what that's what you gotta love about college football. That's what right. college football is all about. Is it, it any day is your day as a team? Maryland beating Texas, San Diego State beating Stanford. I mean, those things just don't you don't see that very often. So it's right. exciting when it and does. You don't see that in the pros as much. And LSU, you know, we're talking about this Miami LSU matchup. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're an eight and four team like every I, year. And I, I just don't think hyped. they always they get amazing talent there it just feels like they never can it it seems like since les miles has been gone i mean he had a couple bad years before he was gone right but it seems like since then yes like you said they're still getting decent recruits but they're they're kind of another team with out a quarterback yeah they don't have that they're like to take it to the next they're like the michigan they have a great defense in the sec and they can never figure it out quarterback i I don't get it yeah i mean so i just i if they figure out the quarterback situation there, LSU has a lot of potential down the road to be good again. But right now, where they stand is they don't have a chance in the SEC because they're not going to be able to put up with Auburn, Georgia, and Alabama. They well, cannot. They can't. And when you look at SEC, I mean, there aren't really great quarterbacks that come out of the SEC. Stidham. I mean, Stidham right now is, is. And Dak Prescott did, and, uh, but he wasn't on one of the best. I mean, uh, Georgia's. Um, uh, from. From. Well, who was before that? Murray? Yeah. Andy Murray or something like that. Well, Murray was really, yeah, Murray was really good for Georgia before that. Right. But a lot of you really you don't seem though. like the SEC is more of like a run the ball, play defense. Yeah. You Russian know, defense. And I mean, that's kind of how the Big Ten is too. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I think the LSU Miami game. I'm not really excited about it, but. I'm gonna watch it just Definitely because it's it's college football and it's Sunday and. Um, 
and you don't have to work I, the next I, day because I can. So, <laughs> um, so that 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 game is going to be exciting, uh, just because it's football. And I wouldn't mind seeing LSU kind of be an SEC contender again because they're the one team in the SEC that I would love to see beat Alabama. Right. But, uh, between them, Georgia, and, and Auburn. Right. But at the same time. I'd like to see somebody beat Clemson in the ACC. Jesus Christ. You know, well, f- everybody's <laughs> prediction is Alabama and Clemson again, and it's. So let's talk I about want them to get knocked off. So I didn't even put Clemson on my list. I don't even know who the hell they're playing week one. But uh, on Monday, you got Virginia Tech and Florida State. So kind of talking about the ACC there. Well, uh, Florida State, 6-6 six and six last year. They still end up at number 19 in the top 25. They ended up winning their bowl game last year. Um, they don't even know. Coach left. Yeah, I mean, Jimbo Fisher left. He said it wasn't about money, but he got buku bucks. Um, right. He got a lot of money to go uh, to go coach at A&M. So, and um, you're in the same division as, and, as Nick Saban in Alabama. Yeah, and we don't even know what the hell is going to happen with, um, with Jimbo Fisher and all the allegations going on with the treatment and stuff. But I, everything I've heard about that is kids will – in order to be able to play year one when you transfer, you have to have a reason why. And so, like, he could be just saying that stuff so he could play, and get right. granted to be able to play right away, right. So, which is really shitty. But and I, I don't, honestly don't see Jimbo Fisher as that kind of coach. But I don't know. I I don't know. Either way, Florida State, Virginia Tech, uh, number nineteen, number twenty. Uh, this game is at Florida State. Um, I don't yeah, know. Virginia Tech's always Virginia Tech's always good. Florida State doesn't Florida have a quarterback State decided yet. Always has great talent, but. As far as that game goes, I mean it's a I, conference game. It's kind of a you know weird. I hope Florida State loses. Game. I don't like the Seminoles. I hope right, they lose. Right. I don't and like Florida. I don't like Florida State. <laughs> I just want whatever team is going to be able to knock Clemson off to win. Amen. I just don't want Alabama or Clemson. Yeah, and you know Clemson is going to have a good team again this year. Um, yeah. I mean Brian at quarterback. Um, apparently there was a QB battle, but I think that's just hocus pocus because Bryant I think was the clear well, number one. I think that was because they had the, the number one overall recruit was a quarterback and he went to Clemson. Yeah. I still, you got Bryant who had a hell of a good year. They lost right. one game to Syracuse last year, and the Syracuse loss was because Bryant got hurt. <laughs> that's true. Essentially, I mean, even though I don't think that's an excuse to you know still lose a game, but it is what it is, and, and Bryant is still a hell of a good quarterback. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm jacked. I'm I'm so freaking excited about this weekend. Um, Did I'm you, not gonna be able to focus on Thursday because I'll be so excited about watching football that night. I, I mean, know. Even though it's really Northwestern Purdue is the only game I want to watch, but I'm just that's a big game for us. I, I'm ex- I'm excited to to be able to get back in the groove of things. I'm excited for two average guys, Cornhusker Nation. I'm excited for everybody that loves college football like we do. Even Kirk Herbstreit, like I said, he was getting a lot of shit for last night for his Twitter post, but also. You know, he was calling out all the crazy college football game uh, fans that were actually watching the games last night. He's like, only the craziest of college football games are staying up late to watch Colorado State and Hawaii, which ended up being actually a really good game. Colorado State was getting their butts whooped by Hawaii, and, and they, came back. they really came back. They ended up losing, but it, it ended up being a lot That's closer. That's kind of a surprise because Colorado State's usually pretty decent. I think they well, went into Alabama last year and gave them probably the closest game of the year. They did, and Colorado State was actually projected to win uh, the Mountain, Mountain West. Yeah. They were projected to win the Mountain West this year, so obviously losing to Hawaii kind of changes Isn't that, that feeling a, a little bit. Isn't that a conference game? I think so. Interesting. Are they, is Hawaii independent or are they Mountain West? 
I don't know about that. I don't know. Okay. Either way, either way, it's a big game for them because they're 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 supposed to be winning. Which I guess they can still win the conference, but they got a long ways to go after really a slow start to uh, playing Hawaii last night. So. Um, either way, like I said, I'm jacked. I, I think it's going to be a fun year. Um, For sure. I, I'm really jacked about the Huskers. Uh, I think everybody is that is a Husker fan. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's we got, really no reason not to be. We got fans around the country for the Huskers. Finally have promise. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we got a lot of games this weekend, so it'll be fun. Uh, I'll keep you posted on Saturday how things are going. <laughs> as much as you can, you will. But um, My phone better be charged a thousand percent because I'm going to be blowing you through. You got a portable battery, you better take it. Yeah, I know. Um, so, and for you Cornhusker Nation fans that stuck with us for the last hour, uh, one thing I just want to say, kind of how, kind of what Two Average Guys is all about. So, we talk about all games. We don't just talk about the Huskers, but Huskers are obviously number one in our brain. We're huge Husker fans, diehard yes. fans, just like you guys are. Um, one thing that we enjoy doing and the reason why we started this is is just to be able to get together and talk about football. Um, right, because during a, a typical college football Saturday, mm-hmm. between us two, there'll be hundreds of text messages back and forth. Yeah. Not just, you know, obviously during the Nebraska game. You know, it'll go from, what are we doing? We're terrible. And then you throw <laughs> a 40-yard touchdown pass on third and 12, and then we're like, we're awesome, you know. And Jimmy has like 50 exclamation points. And yes, I always do. It's, it's exciting. And so, but then we, we also do that during other games. We do. Top games that are on. We do. So we really wanted to, you know, there's not really a whole lot out there. Um, you usually got your Barstool Sports where that thing is kind of going down the shitter, which I think Cornhouse Grenation and Two Average Guys is a great partnership uh, because we do cover more than just the Huskers. So anybody else interested in the rest of college football gets to hear more about the rest of the games. Um, right. Plus, we just sit here, we drink beer, and we have fun. Um, and we are we are extremely biased. We hate USC. We hate Florida State. We hate the SEC. We um, hate Ohio State. <laughs> we hate um, Ohio State. We hate Iowa. Um, Notre Dame. Sorry, friends. Um, but we just have fun, and and we have friends that like those teams, so it's even more. Yeah, fun. that's one of the reasons why we say that. Uh, but but for, at the same time, we also know who their players are, so we can talk about them. Yeah. We might not like them, but we know. Who they have, and if they win a game, if they win a big game, well, we'll we give, don't like them. We'll, but we'll give still credit. Talk about it. We'll give them credit. So, so we we didn't get into this. We'll get just a second. But for those of you on Cornhusker Nation, we're going to be going live on Cornhusker Nation next next week. Um, definitely interact with us. Ask us questions. We we will respond. We'll talk about it on the show when you ask questions. We will. We want to be interactive with you guys, so make sure you're asking questions. I'll also post the podcast so you guys can listen to the podcast at any time. So it'll go live. It's going to be on Podbean, but I will post a link. You guys can listen to it. It'll be on Google Play, so it's out there. We talk about scores and stats and, you know, funny, you know, mess up punts that people have or whatever it <laughs> fat is. Fat kickers. I mean, it's fat it's kickers, fun. yes. Um, Last thing we didn't talk about that we were going to come back okay. to, circle back I didn't to. know if you had remembered or not. I did. Oregon State and Ohio State. So Oregon State plays Ohio State, 11 o'clock game on Oregon State's s- terrible and Mike Riley's on back Saturday. on staff. No, he's not. He is friend of this year. That league doesn't start. That's right. It's next year. That's right, yeah. 2019. Um, which is going to make a difference for Oregon State either way. Yeah. So Ohio State, obviously, they're going to win the game. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to be their quarterback, their starter this year. Dobbins is their running back. He's going to run for 250-plus yards. And, once again, we give credit where credit's due. Dobbins is a good is a good running back. He's solid. Oh, yeah. He was awesome last um, year. Nick Bosa, the only reason why I'm not a fan of his is because I didn't like his brother. 
I think his brother going to the NFL is thinking I'm the big shit. I'm going to hold out till you give me the money yeah. I deserve. I'm sorry, you're not. You're good, but you're not that good. Even though he had a hell of a good fresh or a good yeah. uh, rookie year. Either way, they got Nick Bosa on defense, who they're saying could be a potential Heisman winner. But let's be honest, if Indomitian Sue didn't win the Heisman, Nick Bosa ain't going to win the Heisman. No defensive player unless you're returning punts yes, and kicks yes. and stuff like that, maybe getting in on the offense. Yes. Um, so he won't. But they do have Dwayne Haskins. They do have uh, J.K. Dobbins. Their offense is going to be good. Um, who knows about the wide receivers, but Zach Smith is gone now. Who knows? I think he made a big difference. I don't know. Um but it'll be interesting to see how they come out week one. They've had no Urban Meyer up until this point, um, and they won't until after this weekend. So what's crazy about what happened here with, with Ohio State and with Urban Meyer, no matter how your feelings are about it, if you watch the press conference on the quote-unquote punishment for both Gene Smith and Urban Meyer, they found – so many different reasons and so many different things to tell the public on Urban Meyer did not do his job and Gene Smith does not do his job up to not only their contract negotiations, but up to their moral standards and to what Ohio State believes in. And they said that in the press conference before saying three games, 17 days. 17 days, was for one, was the most random thing. It is random. Um, Probably the minimum punishment. That probably is. Um, they. I don't know if this thing's over because they suspended Trestle for two games, and then the NCAA came in, and then he eventually resigned. Yes. So I don't know if that might be down that type of path. Um, the biggest joke of this whole thing. Not even. I don't even know if you can say that. There's like ten things you could say for that. Absolutely. But well, for one, the fact that he didn't apologize until. Wednesday. Eventually, his publicist or whoever came and said, "This is really bad looks." So it was like he three days later. Three days later. Yeah. But he gets a three-game suspension. That's really just a three-day suspension. It is because he can still coach the practices yeah, after after we after game one. And what I find funny about this whole thing is it took twelve hours. I think a lot of this twelve hours that happened throughout that day was the president of the university who one of his first orders of business when he took the job mm-hmm. was letting firing some coach because of a situation yes for in another sport yes and so he wanted whether it was a firing or a suspension and urban meyer was like i didn't do anything so i don't, I don't accept this. i don't accept a suspension what what right do you have to say that like yeah. that you have a superior? He is. You're you're a great coach. Don't get me wrong, great coach. Your teams are always good, but there's always been some bad business going on with every you know these places that you've been. I don't know if there was anything going on at Utah. He was a great coach at Utah, but probably not because it's Utah. But um, there's been some bad biz that's been going on, and you've kind of you know. Slid under the rug, kind of skated oh, yeah. by. There, the way this whole thing has gone down, there is no reason this guy should not have been fired. No, um, and I'm not saying that as you know a Nebraska fan that wants to beat Ohio State. I don't want to have to play against him. Because Ohio State's going to be good whether he's there or not. Right. And you got to beat the best. You got to be the best. Yeah. I always, you know, you got to win your conference to to go to the playoff. So 
I think, you know, obviously you go back to Courtney Smith. You go back to the the allegations, as most people say. Now, in 09, it was confirmed in 09 that, and Zach Smith admitted to it, yes, he choked her when she was pregnant. He slammed her up against the wall and choked her. Earl Bruce convinced her not to press charges. Right. And get therapy. Okay. Young couple. Not terrible advice, but that was only the beginning. That was only the beginning. Someone who abuses their wife, it's not going to be one time. That is never a one-time thing unless they end their marriage and get a protection order. He never sees her again. That's the only time it happens once. Who chokes their wife? I would never choke my wife. If you put your hands on your wife in a physical manner. Never in my life would I For one, you're not a true man. You're just a coward and a piece of shit. Um, and I think I think that's what Zach Smith was. It happened once early on in their marriage. It happened early. You know, it continued on. That was right. in 09. And we know, know all the shit. We know, we know all the stuff that happened in Florida. We know everything. We know all the stuff that Urban Meyer let go. The drugs. The 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 murders. Aaron I mean, Hernandez. Oh my God! Like the amount of stuff that the Florida players got away with in the locker room, outside of the locker room. He didn't care because they were winning. Florida didn't care because they were winning until they got caught. And then Urban Meyer's like, hey, bye. I got health issues. I got to go. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go be an analyst. And then the next year I'm going to take a job at Ohio State. So he left. This reminds me of Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, when he left USC, guess what happened the next year? Reggie Bush gets his uh, Heisman Trophy taken away. And they get their national championship. So Pete Carroll left at the right time. And he's like, I had no idea that was going on. No, you're full of shit. Urban Meyer knew what was going on at Florida. He let it go. It, it's unbelievable. The The most mind-blowing thing of it is how he says with these health issues that he forgets things. He was taking medication, so at the Big Ten Media Days, he said that there was nothing there, and that was a, a memory glitch because you're taking medication. But then again, on the football field, you got no problem calling plays when it's fourth and one against Michigan right. to essentially nah, nah, win the game. The big thing. So I, just, I think that's a bullshit response, and not only by – Meyer, but by the investigators to believe well, that. Well, and his wife is a professor at the university or has like a, a nurse or has a job yeah. at the university or something. So, like, there's that whole thing too, where you know he's he's trying to protect her too, and it's like but there's shame, so many different things. Shame, shame on her. I mean, holy I, shit. I know. Like, uh, you got you have. There were pictures from the 2015 incident, and those were exposed and. Uh, maybe the cops, yeah, the cops didn't press any charges. They didn't make an arrest. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. There are there are plenty of domestic violence cases where no one gets charged and or no one gets. They might go to jail, but don't actually get arrested. They get you know bond or whatever. They don't actually have to spend time in jail. They don't go to court. They just dismiss the case because there's not enough evidence. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. And that's what people are missing out on. Everyone's like, he didn't get arrested. This and this. Yeah. Doesn't mean he didn't beat his wife. He did in 09. What's to say he's not doing 2015? Yes, she stayed with him, but if you know anything about domestic violence, that doesn't mean that shit's not going on. They right. had two kids. And I know, I've talked to a couple people, and they're like, you know, Urban Meyer didn't beat his wife, so, you know, I don't know why this is such a big deal. The fact of the matter is, he kept this guy around. Around kids? Yeah. Because they are kids. They're... <laughs> they are 18 years old. 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And he... I mean, I know when you are 18, you're technically an adult. But he kept this guy around 
For what reason? Earl Bruce. Right. I think the only right. reason why right. Zach Smith was able to get away, and he even said it in the press conference, is his mentor, Earl Bruce, was the reason why he gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. That's right. why he, he said well, that. And so did the investigators in their findings. the other thing... That's not an excuse to let it go. I, did, I'm, I don't know if you posted it or not, but they came out with the Shelly Meyer text message mm-hmm. that she sent him yeah. the day that he, yeah. that he fired Zach Smith. And then also the day and that he like, deleted... He, he drinks a lot. I'm scared of what he might do. Another thing that I thought of was... So here, real quick on that. So with that, they're like... Who knows if Urban received those messages or if he re- he didn't respond, but who knows if he received them. Bullshit. Anybody who's watching that's married, if your wife calls you or texts you, you know you're getting back to him. Yeah. You're, you're going to. Otherwise, you're going to... You're going to hear about it later. You're going to hear about it later. He, he saw it. He may not have responded, but you know he saw it. Right. So, what I going to say was, the way that she kind of said that was, she was scared what he might do. So what he, what might he say? You yeah. fire him, and then he says, well, this has been going on, this has been going on yeah. uh, throughout the program or with Urban. And that might be extreme speculation, but yeah. who knows? But, but you know, you got the, the 2000, when he got hired in 2012 at Ohio State, and Meyer brought him on board as a wide receiver coach. He didn't tell anybody that he had these issues at Florida. Right. In 09. He didn't tell anybody. Gene Smith didn't know. Uh, Drake didn't know when Drake got there. So you got things that that Urban Meyer just did not tell people that are pretty important to tell about a coach who's right. going to be coaching young men. But why did he get hired and why did Urban Meyer hire him on? Earl Bruce. I go back to that again because I think Earl Bruce had a tremendous amount of influence in the Ohio State program. And with Zach Smith not not getting punished or nothing happening to him ever. Well, he went to a drug treatment program, stayed four days, and left. Right, and he just quit. He quit the drug yeah, treatment program. Yeah, and uh, cool Zach Smith. Why don't you hit up Keith Williams and give him shit about his DUI? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he was one trolling Keith Williams on Twitter yeah. after and, and, his DUI. And, and Zach Smith and had you a got DUI. Way bigger issues. And, than he, and, he, and, and he had a DUI. Zach Smith got a DUI, and that came out, which that's here near neither here nor there. But then he was recruiting when he when he they promoted him. They promoted this guy to uh, was a taking, recruiter. Take dick pics at the White House. Taking dick pics at the White House. He ordered sex toys to the facility, which I know. Uh, everybody that's an Ohio State fan will come back and say, "What does this have to do with Urban?" Meyer? Yeah, exactly. But just it, the kind of people that you and keep around. He took he took out recruits, spent six hundred dollars at a strip club, six hundred dollars at a strip club of Ohio State football money. Which yeah, six hundred dollars may not be a lot to Ohio State football, but guess what? He took recruits to a strip club. And six hundred dollars at a strip club is and unreal. That's unreal. That's a lot of lap dances. And Urban Meyer says, "If you do it again, I'll fire you." Okay, why don't you just fire him right then and there? You, if if I were to use six hundred dollars in money at my job, I'm fired. Anybody would be fired. Any any other recruiter would be fired. Patino got fired for doing shit like that. Rick Patino did. So Trussell's situation at Ohio State was selling like merchandise and free tattoos, free tattoos, and selling like the gifts that they were given from bowl games. You you tell me. You, you watch college football. Anybody listening right now, you watch college football, and you tell me that 
those guys on the football field did paid for every single tattoo they have, I will call bullshit immediately right. and slap you in the face because I have five tattoos. I know what they cost. These college kids don't have the money to pay for sleeves. They don't have the money to pay for all the tattoos they have. You know they don't. So where are they getting them? They're getting them for free. Or they're getting them for like you know, maybe 50 bucks. Yeah, but these are full sleeve happened. tattoos. That's, different things are happening everywhere. And so, yeah, I mean, he got fired. Or not fired, but he ended up resigning for yeah. a lot less than what's been going on yeah. there so, right now. So the investigators, once again, I, I said it on, on Twitter. I said it on Ohio Facebook, Ohio State too. investigates Ohio State? Ohio State say. investigate Ohio State and Ohio State won. So you had... You had Ohio State, uh, the Board of Trustees, the entire investigative group was Ohio State alumni or Ohio State um, uh, people that worked with Ohio State. So what's their best interest? Eh, we want the money. We want to win games. Absolutely. We want to keep We want to have one of the top three coaches in college football. Yes. And, and, keep him. and for any Ohio State fan saying all the crap about oh, Urban didn't need to do this, Urban didn't, didn't need to do this, Urban had no idea, or why should he be punished? Take, take a little bit of time and read like the 20-some-odd page findings that Ohio State, the investigative group, put out. Right. Everything in there says he didn't do his job. Gene Smith didn't do, do their job. They kept Gene Smith on way too long. They knew about the incidents and didn't do anything about it. There's multiple things that happened in the program that has nothing to do with the football players, but it has and to do with Urban Meyer. People are being paid millions of dollars and they didn't yes. do their job. And let me tell you. Well, the rest of us don't make... And anywhere near that, and and people say, but people will say that's not his job. Let me tell you. And I heard uh, Gene uh, Chizik say this the other day, um, or a couple weeks ago. He said, "As the head coach, your job is to know what your coaches are doing. Right. Your wife is the head coach of the wives. The, yeah. The wives know everything that's going on that they need to know what's going on. So he basically said." I'd be shocked if Urban Meyer knew nothing about this. And he also said, I'd be shocked if none of the other coaches knew anything about this. You say it's not over. I agree with you. I would not be shocked if NCAA steps in. I would not be shocked if Day is the only guy that keeps his job after this whole fiasco. It may not be till the end of the season. But I don't think this is over because anybody in the public and anybody at the NCAA that reads what the investigative group found and they gave him a three-game suspension or a three-day suspension. Three days. They they will be like, no, 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 no. He's he's letting. There's probably more that he's not doing that he should be doing. Let me remind everybody that not doing anything is just as bad as aiding somebody to do something. If you don't say anything, then that says a lot about you and your character, your morals. I've always hated Urban Meyer. That- I've always thought he's a piece of shit. Florida Florida was a top-tier program before he left. After he left, they got all these sanctions brought upon him because of what he let go. Well, and I, one thing I was going to say is just, like, the human aspect of this whole thing. Like, how can you sleep at night or, you know, without apologizing to this woman that has, was beaten when she was pregnant? And you just apologize to Buckeye Nation because you're not going to be able to coach for a few games. Well, and his statement says, you know, oh, if, if my I told my sons if they ever touch a woman, they'd be kicked out of the house. That's great, but you should probably live up to the standard of firing your coaches who put your put you, their hands on a woman. Instead of just saying that, why don't you live that 
and do something about it when a situation like this comes about. We have family members that work in domestic violence. Yes. My sister is Child Protective Services. Our cousin Megan. works with, with women. So, I mean, it's a very... And it is, and it is getting... It's gotten worse and worse over the years because people are... Because women are speaking up now. They right. are... They're no longer scared to talk about their attackers and that that's a good thing and to call courtney smith batshit crazy guess what she might be but would she lie about being beaten by her husband when she was pregnant and, and when she had pictures and proof that she sent sent to shelly meyer i mean there's there's just so many different things that pointed to not only that shelly meyer knew but urban meyer knew and they didn't do anything about it they didn't care because they wanted to brush it under the rug. Earl yep. Bruce is my mentor. Guess what? Earl Bruce is dead. You should have done something about this a long time ago without thinking Earl Bruce is going to think worse of me. He's your mentor. Well, maybe he should have been a better mentor and told you my grandson is a fucking piece of shit and you need to get him off the team right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, he knew you choked your pregnant wife in 09. He never should have coached after that. We love sports. We love to talk about sports. We love to watch sports. Everything about sports. But there's bigger things in life than sports. Yes. And these people make millions of dollars a year and, to and, coach a sport. In Ohio State. And they can yep. do things to make sure that people aren't getting actually hurt outside yes. of sports. And, and Ohio State failed. They, they straight they up, they failed to follow through with what they should have done. Because guess what? They don't want a new they don't want to start over with a new AD and a new head coach. Too bad. I mean, if you watch the conference once again, Gene Smith got up and said thank you about forty times. He he was thanking them for not firing him. And Urban Smith got up there saying he was sorry. You know why? Because he knew he didn't do the right thing. And and that's where the investigative group found everything that was wrong with Urban Meyer and Gene Smith and what they didn't do. And what they didn't do was anything. They didn't do anything. So well, they found all that out, and they just don't care. Because, they yeah, because they want to they win now. They don't want to have to take a step back. Well, you know what? Take a look at a program like Penn State. They took a huge step back, and they're, they're right there. They're back again. Yes. And um, so USC yeah. kind of did the same thing. They just didn't want to have to deal with the <laughs> – with the yeah. fallout, so I so I think I think Ohio State, you messed up. You're going to lose recruits off of this. I guarantee it because not only are the recruits going to see what went on and probably read between the lines, but their parents. Well, and I've seen some some recruits that have like gone on social media and been like, "This doesn't affect me," and all this. But that's great. Yeah, when somebody, when you know, Urban Meyer comes in to if Urban Meyer came into my parents' house to recruit me, my mom would say you either need to tell me what happened with the situation yeah. or you need to get out of my house convince me otherwise yeah or convince me otherwise Con- convince me why my kids should go play for you when this happened yeah yeah and and that's why a couple people a couple people decommitted and it was because of what was going on and they're like you know what we're, we're gone. i think sure. they lost a the linebacker i think they may have lost a running back too but it's gonna continue come to scotty boy yeah <laughs> promise come to and promise I, land like i said i don't i don't think it's over no, I certainly don't. I think I think we're going to see more. Um, Brett McMurphy has straight up come out. He's the one that you know broke this whole thing. He has straight up come out and said that he does not think Urban Meyer will be coaching a game this year and that he will be done at Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, and even if he coaches a game after this season, I think he's going to be done. Um, 
Adam Adam on Cornhusker Nation just said he goes live tonight at 8 p.m. Central. So uh, check out the Character Chronicles tonight. Yes. Um, thanks, Adam. Thanks, and Adam. we do plan on getting Adam back on the show. We did um, have Adam last year. It was a great conversation we had with him. He said he thought that we would get Scott Frost as a coach, and we did. And we did. Um, so here's a couple things, too. So uh, hopefully getting Adam back this year. I know he'd, he'd love to come back on the show. Uh, he's a great sport about it. Uh, we also potentially get Jamal Turner. Um, yes. And Jason Peter. So hopefully have some guests on the show. Hopefully have some live guests as well. I know we got some friends and family that want to come on and just drink beer with us, talk football. So once again, going to be a great year. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you guys. And yeah, it was a little bit longer than normal. Yes, we're out of beer. So um, we got to go refill. But thanks for tuning in. Um, happy football, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, we got like a few this, more days to wait. This is longer than usual. But Th- Thursday night. Between, you know, setting everything up preseason wise and you know the ohio state stuff maryland stuff um and just prepping husker stuff it was a little longer than usual but uh thursday night baby we're getting excited can't wait um cheers. Big Red. cheers to you guys once again we'll get some more information about the merger between two average guys at corner nation corner nation hopefully you enjoyed the uh the show today uh, feel free to let us know if you have any comments, any feedback, any questions. Um, we do our research. We like to talk about football. We'll do it uh, the entire season. So yeah, keep tuning in. Really we'll keep we'll keep uh, keep broadcasting here on Cornell Screenation moving forward. Sundays and after after college football Saturday. Every, every Sunday. Yep. Sometimes things pop up and we might have to do a weeknight. But uh, so, sometimes we do some fun stuff during college football Saturday as well, and yes. um, get out get out in the public and get some stuff done. So um, thanks for tuning in today. Once again. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys, and that's just our opinion. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.